Welcome to Field Days. Field Days is an exciting new podcast which gives field operations administration staff from the Michigan Department of Corrections a unique opportunity to share their personal and professional life experiences with our listeners. Please welcome your host, Field Operations Administration Administrative Assistant Greg Straub and Noah Nagy, Manager of the Michigan Parole Board. Hello and welcome to another episode of Field Days. My name is Noah Nagy and I'm joined by co-host Greg Straub. We're in downtown Kalamazoo this week, about 150 miles west from our last podcast, which was in downtown Detroit on Thanksgiving Day. And we had a great time, didn't we, Greg? We met with manager Gray and Supervisor McKinney and we had a lot of fun. No, it was. It was it was fun to come live from the Thanksgiving Day Parade in downtown Detroit. There was a lot of people down there. There was a ton of people. I couldn't believe it. Only bad part is it took a long time to get home and had a lot of turkey waiting for me when I got home. <laughs> did but you eat a lot? I did. I did. And we watched a lot of football. The Lions played great. It was a, a great huge game. win against the Eagles. Too bad they followed that up the week later with a yeah. Hail Mary loss to the Packers. I wasn't going to mention that. But thank you, Noah, for mentioning Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Go, go Lions still. It's okay. But no, it was fun to be in downtown Detroit and kind of uh, you know interview Gray and Royce McKinney. It was a fun experience. Yeah, it was. And they were just finishing up. They had just finished up the Coke Drive where they had uh, you know, a lot of success. They were working with the DPD down in, in Detroit. And I know Agent Davenport and a lot, of, a lot of different staff were down there working on that Saturday. And they did great things down there. And I saw a lot of pictures. It looked like it was a lot of fun. It looked like they, they had a ton of stuff. I saw a lot of pictures on Twitter and social media from yeah. that event. It looks like it was a, a great, great event. And I know that... Uh, Supervisor McKinney and Manager Gray were talking about the clothing drive that's going on now, yep. and it just it just continues to be a real positive experience to see all the things that are going on that our FOA staff are and how they're involved in the community. They do a great job, and I know the holiday holiday season's coming up, and they're definitely making a difference. and And Greg, you and Deputy Director Marlin uh, just spent some time up in the northern Lower Peninsula, didn't you? No, we did. Yeah, the, the Deputy Director has made uh, covered quite a bit of ground in the last. How many month. offices have you been to? Well, I guess that's a good question for you then, Noah. Okay. Do you know how many field offices FOA has? Field office, uh, let me see, 104. Ooh, very, very close. 105 field offices. 105. And of those 105 offices, he's visited 93 of them. Wow. 93. So he's making his he's making his rounds. Uh, most recently, he's went to Benzie County, Leelanau County, uh, Grand Traverse in Traverse okay, City, Calcaska. Yep. Uh, Let's see, he went to Charlevoix. Yep, Sheboygan, Charlevoix. He went to Emmett County, Petoskey, okay. another beautiful area, yeah. and uh, finally Antrim County over okay. over in Bel Air. So, yeah, he's he's making his rounds, and it's it's amazing for me when I go with him to see you know just the great staff that FOA has. It's it's been nice for me to get out and talk to you know all the agents, supervisors, clerical staff, and just see all the great things we're doing. Not not the MDOC work, but all the extra things we're doing in the communities with their family, you know, coaching kids. So it's, it's been real real fun to go out and hang out with FOA staff. No question about it. And, and like you're saying, we, each show that we do, I, I, be, I continue to be amazed at the efforts that our staff put in, like you said, outside of, outside of the office, in the community. They, you know, they're not just sitting back and letting somebody else do it. They're getting out there, and they're, they're the ones making a difference. And it, it's really a special thing to see, special thing to, to hear, hear about, and it, it just makes you proud of uh, and realize truly how special – our staff is and it's you know we're going to hear that today from from the folks we're talking about in Kalamazoo and Greg this is a special place to you isn't it Kalamazoo I love it that's my home away from home I spent uh four years over here going going to college over here so a, are you a Bronco go Man. Broncos 
Well, that's awesome. Now, Greg, I, I, I know I mentioned the holiday season. I just saw this past week your Western Michigan University Broncos are playing in a bowl called the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl, correct? Wait, that, that's a that's a football bowl? That's or a football bowl. Now, not a vacation? It's gonna be, now, it, well, here, here, here's the thing. Now, it's December 24th, which is right before Christmas. It is. And I think you're still looking for some gift ideas for Mrs. Straub, aren't you? I do not know and who I told you that. I think she likes the Bahamas as well. That's what I've heard. So, Mrs. Straub, I'm sure you're listening. Maybe put add that to your Christmas list. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Noah. To get off that subject real fast, uh, you know, if it's a Rose Bowl, Bahama Bowl, doesn't matter to me. We're always rooting for the Broncos, so go Broncos! Absolutely, and it it'll be a lot of fun for them, and and glad to be here in Kalamazoo. Let's talk about today's guest. Who we got on the show today? Well, Greg, we got a couple great guests, as you just mentioned. Our first guest is Bonnie Hiller. Bonnie is a 22 year employee. Just last year, she reached her, or excuse me, last week, she reached her 22 years with the department. She's been a tether agent drug court agent, and a PSI writer. She began writing reports in October of 2005 and has, Greg, check this out. She's wrote 2,239 reports to the courts. What? How do you know that? You keep track of every report? <laughs> 2,239 reports. A lot of reports. During, during her time. 22 years. Worth. That's right. She's a graduate of Michigan State University, and I think last Friday, Governor Snyder had Spartan Green Day before the big championship game with the with Iowa, and uh, I'm sure uh, Bonnie uh, enjoyed that day. And she had green, that's right, had green and white on. Uh, she worked in banking for in Lansing for about 17 years, and then worked as a contractor for the Michigan Department of Treasury for three years before joining uh, the MDOC and spending the last 22 years with MDOC and FOA. And she's married to a fellow MDOC employee of oh, yeah. 19 years. Yeah, absolutely. Our other guest is Supervisor Lara Newman. Lara grew up in Kalamazoo. But then ventured down to Bowling Green, which is a, a, a rival of those Broncos. That's right, Bowling Green State University, and then went to graduate school in Boston at Northeastern University. And she's she, back in Michigan now. And she came back. Oh wow! Missed it. She started working. Well, she likes to get this lake effect snow over here in yeah. Kalamazoo. So <laughs> she started working with District Court Probation in Kalamazoo as a probation officer in January 1996, and then came to work with MDOC as an agent in September of 1997. She became a supervisor in January of 2001 and worked as an agent and then did gender-specific for several several years before pr- being promoted to supervisor. She's worked her entire year, or excuse me, her entire career with the Kalamazoo Pro and Probation Office. Lara, Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you guys? Good. Good. We're glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have you, and we're, we're glad to... Uh, have an opportunity to spend some time with you. We know you've been working on some interesting projects and have a lot going on here in Kalamazoo. We're, ex- we're excited to hear, you know, as we were, Greg, we were talking about uh, before we talked with Bonnie and Lara before we started the show, you could just tell how much passion they have for what they do here. It's very and, apparent, yes it is. And, and the love they have for the work they do in Kalamazoo specifically. I mean, they, they couldn't say enough kind words about everybody here in Kalamazoo. So I'm, I'm interested to uh, hear some of the things as, as we move forward. And, and Bonnie, you had uh, most recently in July of 14 were diagnosed with breast cancer, correct? Yes, that is correct. And you, it sounds like in September of this year, just a couple months ago, you, you finished your treatment. Yes, the treatment is over. I'm not considered cancer-free yet for five years. But as of right now, my treatment's done and I'm back to normal and my hair even grew back. <laughs> That's right. Now, during this time period, now you were going through treatment, both chemo and radiation. Is that correct? Yes. 
And you did you continue to work? Yes, I worked through everything. I had um, six weeks off when I had a mastectomy. But other than that, I worked from the time I was diagnosed until now. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And, and Laura, you guys are uh, you know, pretty supportive of Bonnie during this time and, and put together some uh, lunches. And I, I think you were talking about a, a walk, a victory for Bonnie. Yeah, we, when Bonnie was diagnosed, you know, she was so brave and honest with everybody about what was going on. And, you know, I personally wanted to do something, you know, to show her how supportive we were of her fight and anybody's fight with breast cancer. And so a lot of people in the office contributed. We did a luncheon the first year, um, kind of really fast because of when sure. she was diagnosed. And that year we raised over $1,000. Wow. Um, and then Bonnie and I this year, we did that again and, uh, you know, raised some money and did the walk uh, the year before this year. Uh, had a little technical issue, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's definitely a cause and something that we're going to continue to do every year. Um, well, Bonnie, you said something about the walk. It was in very good weather. It was sunny and 80 degrees. Oh, no, right? both the last two years it's been rainy, freezing cold, <laughs> um, snowy, misty, awful. So it just speaks to the people that you have, you know, your coworkers and uh, the dedication they have to you to, to do this. Stuff, oh, so. yeah, they, they were wonderful. I couldn't have asked for better. That's great. Again, as we, we've mentioned time and time again, it, it's uh, the work of, of our, our, our staff, not in the offices itself, but in the community. It just is, is amazing that all the efforts that, that they do uh, on a continuous ba- basis. Now, Laura, you guys are also working on a kind of a clothing drive, uh, personal hygiene type drive as well. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yes. We uh, decided to just do something a little bit different this Christmas. We have like an office Christmas tree and decided to um, look at donating hats, gloves, scarves, underwear, and socks um, to Ministry with the Community. And what's the Ministry with the Community? It's a drop-in um, center for people here who in are Kalamazoo. Homeless. Yep, here okay. in Kalamazoo, um, and a lot of our clients use that as a resource, and other people in the community, and they're always looking for those items. And so we're going to de- um, collect them up until right before Christmas, okay. and then we'll deliver them um, because you know people who are homeless definitely sure. need all of those items. That's great. That's that is absolutely stuff. great, and that's something that, as we we're talking before the show, that you you can also continue on through through the winter months, right? Yes, uh, I thought that would be a great opportunity too, because you know we can always look at still you know collecting them, you know through any of the winter months if people find good sales, things like that. Uh, they're always in need. So if you're visiting the Kalamazoo Parole and Probation Office, stop by and make sure you bring goods. Yeah, yeah, make sure you bring some hats, some gloves, some yeah. scarves. Socks or whatever else, any type of personal hygiene stuff. Now, you guys in July, beginning of August, had a unique opportunity to start a a new pilot. Is that correct? Yes. We started um, a new pilot here in Kalamazoo, um, putting the compass results in the PSI report. So so how's that going for you guys so far? Well, you know, I'll talk from my end, and then I'll let Bonnie give some personal experience about writing reports, but um, we are very lucky here in Kalamazoo. We have judges that have been very supportive about the Compass, uh, and uh, we looked at a way to put the results in that would be beneficial for the agents that are supervising people, and for the judges who are making decisions, really looking at those needs and how we can best 
best meet the offender's needs if they're placed on probation. So, so you're actually writing the PSIs, right? You're, you're part. You're the agent yes, for the pilot. There's two of us that are writing PSIs for the pilot. We write for two judges specifically out of the four judges we have. How's it going so far? Um, yeah, everybody actually is liking the results of it. Uh, we had a lot of resistance sure. when we first started, and we had our big kickoff meeting. There were a lot of questions. Um, our prosecutor has been uh, more supportive now that we've been doing it a few months. Uh, and with the results being in the PSI, there haven't been any issues of them raising challenges to it being into the report by the defense attorney. Now, are you seeing the judges you know, sentencing people to, to based on their needs that you're putting into the PSI now? Yes. They, uh, I, I would say most of them are yeah. doing that, and the results, um, we just have some preliminary results from the last three months, and they're all showing, uh, you know, that their sentencings haven't changed drastically, but the conditions are now matching sure. what the offender exactly. needs. So can you explain kind of the process that you go through now, incorporating the compass in the PSI? Okay, well, first I want to make it clear that when we started this, I thought it was not a great idea. I wasn't fond of the compass. I thought it was a waste of time. Um, I thought I knew better than the compass as to what my people needed, and so, um, but I went ahead and did it. I, I agreed to do it, and um, I've been amazed. I've been amazed. It, the biggest thing is that now instead of making recommendations um, for the special, for the guideline, not, I'm sorry, the uh, special conditions are now based on the person, not the crime. I think in the past we always did, if you had a drug crime, you got certain conditions. If it was larceny, you got certain conditions. And you just got conditions based on the crime you committed, not on where you are in your life and what you need to change. And I think that's the biggest thing I see is that um, it all makes sense, believe it or not. I understand now why the compass works the way it does, what it's telling me. Um, and it's a seamless thing into the report so that I can justify what I feel is a really good recommendation. I can justify why I'm asking for what I'm asking, why I think this is important, and it all flows together. I think you said earlier it gave you a picture of the person. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Now I'm writing a report for the court on a person, not a report for the court on a crime. Sure. And, and Vani, you know, it, it sounds like having done this process now, you have a whole different view of Compass and, and, the, and the use of it and, and why we use it, right? Yes, now I truly see it as a tool and not just another form that I have to fill out. I see where it's actually useful. It helps me. It helps me with understanding the person. And after I look at the way they answered the questions, I may have another question for the person as to, well, you answered this this way. Tell me why. Tell me why you, you answered this like this and get a little more insight into where they are in their lives. You know, a little bit earlier you said that the PSI that you're writing now is based on the person, not the crime, and that you're looking at each case individually about what they need, and you are tailoring your recommendations based on that. One of the things we need to remember is a PSI writer, or any agent that writes a PSI, you have an hour, hour and a half, at the most two hours to talk to this person, and you're making a huge recommendation to the court. You're really changing their lives in a lot of ways, and you can't just do it on, oh, let's see, drug crime, he needs this and he needs that, and that's it based on a crime, you have to base it on the person and what they actually need, not just what sounds good on paper. You know, I was going to add into that is, you know, that sometimes we need to remember that our job is protection of the public. And when we are meeting an offender's needs, um, 
we are and and we have a director now who wants to focus on probation and people going to prison and probation violators and so now we're going to write a report that really focuses on their needs and we're going to work on meeting those needs and hopefully the outcome of it is going to be less people in prison we're going to have better and safer communities and that's good for everybody all around, Absolutely. you know, um, good for the taxpayers, you know, uh, it's good for the agents, supervision agents to have a plan of how they can meet the offender needs because the conditions are already there. You know, they don't have to make up a plan to meet conditions that that a person doesn't need. And so there's a lot of benefits to this um, way of doing business. It's different. Uh, but it doesn't mean that it's bad. No, that's a, that's a great point because uh, you know a large portion of people coming in, into our prisons now are probation violators. So for you to say that is, is spot on, and, and, we, and to target that and to put a focus on that is is a great position moving forward. Absolutely. Now, Laura, you guys had a meeting about a week or so ago, and and met with a lot of the players involved in this. How how'd that go? And what's some of the feedback as far as this process? You're what four months into it now. I think we're, yeah, about four months into it, and, um, you know, everybody feels that it's going very well. Um, we talked to the judges, you know, um, they're happy with the results. The prosecutor was probably the most positive. I also had another prosecutor who said um, he really liked it because it gave him a little more information on those defendants um, where he just wasn't sure about the person, sure. like he's getting that other piece of the puzzle, and right. that's what I try to remind people. This is just one more piece to the puzzle. Sure. It's not taking away agents, um, their critical thinking. Um, it's not taking away their years of experience. It's just one more piece of the puzzle that we can have to make better decisions. I gotta imagine something like this, you guys are probably having constant communication with the prosecutor and judges and defense attorneys on, on this type of stuff. Uh, probably weekly, if not daily. Uh, you know, we, we have that opportunity for all of them to fill out a survey at any time of everything that's going on. So every PSI that has a compass in it, they have the opportunity to give feedback to us on it. And then Kevin Haynes and I have an open door um, for any questions that they have or concerns about it. I would like to also impress that I have never changed a recommendation because of anything in the compass. I still use my experience and my knowledge of the system to make the recommendation. It's not, uh, oh, well, you do the compass and you have to do what it says. I've never made a recommendation based solely on the compass. The compass just helps me to, if I'm gonna recommend probation, helps me make a plan for what's going on. Guide the supervision of yes, the probation. exactly. It's one tool, just one tool. Well, Laura and Bonnie, thank you very much for sharing the information on the, the compass PSI pilot. Sounds like a lot of good, positive things are coming out of it, and we're we're excited to kind of continue to follow and hear hear some of the results as we're moving forward. And I'm sure you'll keep us all updated on it. And again, as we were talking before the show with Bonnie and and, and Lara, uh, Greg, they were talking about all the the different things they have going on. They have the drug treatment court. They have Swift Insure. And Larry, I, you must have a, a, a lot of agents, a lot of staff that are just willing to always kind of go above and beyond to uh, you know, handle the different things you have going on here, not to mention the Compass and PSI pilot. Yeah, you know, um, both Bonnie and I have worked our entire MDOC careers um, at the Kalamazoo office. And, you know, part of that is because we just have the greatest staff there. And I can't imagine working anywhere else. And, uh, 
you know, I thank them so much every single day for the work that they do. And, uh, you know, they go above and beyond every single day. And that's kind of what the podcast is. It's to really highlight the great people in FOA. It is an FOA podcast, Noah. But if we have to, we probably should give <laughs> CFA a little love too, a little podcast love. Because CFA is doing some good work too. Absolutely. And I think we should highlight that when good things are happening. So Kamara Lewis, the, the social media coordinator up in the public information office, she sent me a, a letter that she received on the Facebook page, the MDOC's Facebook page. And it came from a, a recently released prisoner. It said, it said, a lot of people don't see things my way, but I think the MDOC has created a wonderful selection of programs for prisoners to utilize. After going through Gus Harrison's Correctional Facility and Special Alternative Incarceration Facility, SAI, I've come to appreciate the fact that during my time while incarcerated, I have a completely new mindset in view of the world, and I'd like to give credit particularly to the corporals at SAI who showed me how to practice self-discipline, and my time at ARF made me realize how my habits and crimes were affecting my family members. And I just want to say thank you to the men and women in your MDOC facilities. My life is forever changed. I'm now learning how to walk. Wow, that's a great, great story. Thanks for sharing, Greg. Yeah, it is. So kudos to CFA. Absolutely. Kudos to uh, Deputy Director McKee and all, all the great staff that he has working for him, too. They're doing a great job, and they, you know, they have a, you know, a unique challenge every day. And, and obviously it's different than, than what we deal with in, in, in an FOA setting. But uh, we're all working together to, to make sure that we're doing just that, what, what the individual shared there, and making a difference in, in the lives of the folks that we're supervising both in the facilities and out in the community. And it's you know, folks like Vani and, and Lara and, and the Kalamazoo staff and you know, Detroit, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, and, and hearing all the efforts being made by our staff. And, and we, we are very fortunate to have the opportunity to highlight the work that they're doing. It's, it's, a, it's an important job. It's a difficult job. It's a challenging job. And it's a job that's, you know, something different every day. And you have to be willing to adapt and overcome and, and, and work with people. And, and it is a people business. No question about that. So, well, Greg, it's been a it's been a fun show here. It's been fun to come back to your home away from home in Kalamazoo. I, I love Kalamazoo. I, I know you're excited to go look it. around town here a little bit after I, the show. I, that that I will. Well, you know, Noah, we we talked a lot today about what's going on in the MDOC and the great things um, that staff are doing. So, if you do want to know more and follow what's going on in the MDOC. You can like the MDOC Facebook page. You got it right this week. It's yeah, like on it's Facebook, like, right? You don't follow Facebook. <laughs> you like it. No, I hate to point that out. Absolutely. Well, you're, you're growing. Yeah. Your social media understanding is growing. I'm getting there. Thanks, Noah. But if Thanks you want to follow to more, what's going on? <laughs> if you want to follow what's going on in FOA, you can always follow the MDOC Twitter page. Let's follow? Yes. Follow. Follow, it at, follow on Twitter. At MDOC FOA. Well, thanks, Greg. And I, I, I'm sure... Uh, People will be out there liking and following the on Facebook and Twitter here in the next week or so. And uh, Lara and Bonnie, thank you for joining us today. It was a, a great information that you shared with us. So thank you again for, for coming on today. And, and as always, remember, Greg, remember this. Lara, remember this. Bonnie, remember this. Go Team FOA. <laughs> Ha ha ha